if you think about the traditional model that, that you've seen with partners in the past, it's really been that buy resell type model. And what we're seeing is as, as more and more assets get moved into the edge and as software really starts becoming the driver of how to, how to manage that and, and data becomes the, the, the main thing that, that customers are interested in. If you're not providing a, an as a service or some type of managed offer to your customer base, you're going to miss out. And the reason you're going to miss out is that you're not going to have that touch into the overall life cycle. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where you'll hear leaders of partner programs talk about their greatest challenges and most successful solutions. And now your host, Louis Gadima, the president of Revenue and Associates. Welcome to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, where we talk with leaders in software partner programs to learn about what's working today. I'm Louis Gadima, the president of Revenue and Associates, where we help companies grow faster by helping their channel partners market better and grow faster. Today, I'm talking with Larry Hahn, Director of Digital Services Programs, IT Channel, for APC by Schneider Electric. Larry has been with APC for over 20 years, and he has supported North American business relationships as manager for Tier 2 OEM partners, and then the Tier 1 IT distribution team. Larry was one of CRN's 2018 100 people you don't know but should. Before I talk with Larry, I want to add this. In 2011, Mark Andreessen, co-founder of Netscape and a principal at the Silicon Valley VC firm Andreessen Horowitz, famously wrote, software is eating the world. And it's now come for APC, which before had been exclusively an electronics hardware company. So today we're going to be hearing from Larry about how this 38-year-old company with thousands of employees is using the channel to succeed with new software offerings. Larry, welcome to the podcast. Louis, thanks for having me. So Larry, you studied material science and engineering at Virginia Tech and Clemson. Please fill us in with a bit more detail on your career path and what brought you to APC and to working the channel. Yeah, sure. So I, um, as you as you mentioned, I uh, I started my uh, my career, I guess, uh, on the engineering path. Um, at the time that I graduated for uh, uh, Clemson with my master's, was in the middle of a recession, and there wasn't really a lot of jobs that were available in the market. I happened to know uh, a friend who who had an aunt that worked at APC, and she was able to actually get me an interview, and I was offered a job to move up to Rhode Island and and kind of start my career. Um, and as you mentioned in the introduction, I've I've kind of I've worn a lot of different hats uh, with APC since that time, almost always focused on uh, on the channel and, and helping them to leverage the solutions that we bring to market around power and cooling. Oh, great. So why don't you tell us a bit about APC's traditional business, and then uh, I want to talk about EcoStructure. Sure. Okay, so so APC has uh, has primarily grown up as a manufacturer of power and cooling products. Actually, when I started with APC, the the largest UPS we made was a a five kVA uh, UPS, and since that time, we've uh, we've really expanded our business reach outside of you know more the the distributed type UPS models into the large data centers. We also introduced rack systems and power distribution units, cooling solutions. So now today we can promote primarily provide solutions all the way down from the you know the plug at your desk all the way back into the large uh, data centers that you see being put in place by like a Microsoft and a Google today. 
Great. So EcoStructure is APC's Internet of Things enabled architecture and platform. What does that make possible now? And how does that fit into APC's business? As part of our, our business strategy, when we were supporting these large data centers, we actually had a software solution called StructureWare, which was really designed to help data center managers to, to manage their power, their cooling, their power distribution units, to, to understand what's going on with those uh, devices, and then to be able to take action if there was any alarms that, that, that might come about as, they're, as they're, they're running their business. So one of the things that we did was we kind of took the concept of that, and, uh, and we're bringing it back up into the cloud. One of the things that we're seeing and, you know, I think across the industry, everyone's seeing is you're starting to see more and more com compute come outside of the data center and be, be moved closer to where the customers are consuming their IT. So as you do that, you're starting to have more and more requirements for that IT to be available at the same level that you might see within a data center. But the challenge is, is you don't always have the resources or even the technology in place to, to enable that level of availability. So EcoStructure IT is kind of our answer to help customers and partners to bring that visibility and then enable them to manage those assets to the same level that they might be able to do within their data center. So this is related to edge computing. That's correct. Okay. So this is a major change, I take it, for APC and your partners who are APC's traditional partners? So just, just to your comment about the changes, definitely a change, you know, as, as, uh, as we'd mentioned, we traditionally have kind of grown up on that, that buy resell type path. Um, with EcoStructure IT, that enables us to start actually moving into the, the realm of the, the managed service provider and the as a service type, uh, type business model. So that's, uh, that, that really kind of opens the door for a number of different type of partners that we could work with. Now, in the past, we've, we've traditionally worked with a number of different types of partners. So you, we have, uh, relationships with, with the large NSPs, the national service providers, with uh, electrical distributors, with national resellers, and then also down to the local level. And you know, now with EcoStructure IT, we're really starting to expand our reach into that, that managed service provider space as well. So are you selling primarily for EcoStructure IT? Is this targeted mostly at enterprises or does this fit into the SMB world? The way it, 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 it's been playing out, so I mentioned before we had that, our, our offer called StructureWare for, for a little, you know, the large data center. That tends to be more in the enterprise space. Um, EcoStructure IT is actually going to be better positioned more into that SMB mid-market space. For you know, to customers such as like, like school districts or financial companies that have uh, a number of branches, basically just any kind of company that has a dis distributed environment. Now we do see you know the enterprise side of some of those larger companies also leveraging EcoStructure, but where its real value comes in is into those distributed spaces outside of the data center. So if you had to recruit a whole new set of partners, MSPs and others to provide this. So the interesting thing is when we first started rolling that out, we actually thought that was the path that we needed to go down, which was to kind of find those partners that have that expertise to bring this to the marketplace. But what we found is actually our existing partner base is just as capable of providing the value prop of this offer to their customers, along with the opportunity with the managed service provider. So so the, the reality is, is EcoStructure IT really plays with any type of partner that we work with today. Uh, it's really more driven by them providing the right type of value prop to their customer and really just meeting whatever that customer's requirement might be. It has a different revenue model. It's a recurring revenue model instead of a sales model. So that's new for these partners, right? 
I would say it's not necessarily news for the partners. It's new for them looking at APC and, and trying to rationalize how we would fit into that model. Because as we talked about before, we traditionally have been more of just a buy resell type go to market strategy. So now we're starting to talk about incorporating everything as a service and then you know potentially even having them consume that on a monthly basis. So you're saying that that the partners were comfortable with that because of work they had done with other vendors, but uh, it was just a new thing for for them and APC. That's correct. Yeah. So, and really a new thing for APC also and how we message back to them. So trying to figure out what is the best way for us to kind of snap into their existing go-to-market strategy. That's, I think that's really the, that, that's the thing we're working through now with our partners to figure out what's the best way for that to be provided to them so they can consume it consistent with the way that they might consume other IT solutions they're bringing to market. Okay. So what kinds of training or enablement have you had to provide for your partners around IoT? So uh, right now we actually just launched a a certification program, which will actually enable the partners to understand how the how the offer is for set up and then how they might actually potentially use that with their customers. Over and above that, we are really kind of working with each one individually. So we have channel managers that go out and manage the day-to-day relationship with these partners. And we're asking them to go and actually, you know, identify the, the, the key contacts within those organizations. And then we come in and we sit down with them and we, and we kind of map out what's the best way to kind of bring this offer to market. And, and as we do that, we, we put them through the certification process, but we also just work with them specifically based off of what their needs are. So what about um, within APC? What, what kind of challenges, because this is a pretty new model for you, the recurring revenue, what kind of challenges have you had in terms of, you know, having these new software products, not just being hardware, and having new um, sales channels? Well, have, having new revenue models around those. I guess you still have the same partner channels, but having new revenue models around that. Yeah, so you know the the challenge that we've we've come across is really just how you actually uh, might approach those uh, those partners. So in the past, we would we would work with a partner as a as a project came up. So maybe there'd be a, a refresh of the IT, and as a part of that, we the the power would be dragged along. So we'd work with that partner just to provide the right uh, solution to meet the requirements, you know, hardware requirements for that job. But then once we were once we were done that, we would then just move on to the next one. With EcoStructure IT, we actually kind of ch- are changing the dynamic of how we interact with our partners because instead of just having this this job-to-job type interaction, now we're starting to have a business conversation with these partners around how we can fit into their, their profit cycle and, and, and really drive more value into their customer base. And that process is is a little bit different for, for the sales reps because they're not used to having that. They're used to kind of just working with the reps to provide the right solution to meet whatever IT gear is going out. So that's that's one challenge that we have. The other challenge is to kind of just look at how the reps are paid. The revenue is, the, the hardware generates a large proportion of that revenue. So this, the software is still a small portion of that overall revenue stream. So getting them to identify or understand how that potentially will, will actually drive more opportunity for them and think of it a little bit differently. So in the past, you know, we would basically respond to that hardware. Now we're trying to work with our, or get our, our reps to kind of think about using, you know, leading with software and letting that and the visibility provide for the provide with that to go drive the hardware sales. So it's definitely a change in, in uh, methodology. That's as part of that, that hand-holding process I outlined before. That's what we're working with. So we're not only consulting with our partners, but we're also consulting with our channel managers to help them understand how to make that transition. 
15 years ago or so, I headed up a, a company, a marketing agency, and we had a SaaS offering. And I remember going to a conference about SaaS and a bunch of the CEOs who were on one panel had come from a kind of shrink wrap software product background and they were converting to SaaS. So even though they were coming from a software background, the whole delivery model for it was changing. And they were saying what was surprising to them was how suddenly much closer to the customer they were. They had this ongoing relationship with customers when they were SaaS customers that they hadn't had when they were just shipping a product out to them. Yeah, and, and that's actually, that's one of the things that we're also seeing too. So if you, if you kind of keep working downstream down to the customer, when we go in with our partners uh, to those those customers, instead of just, again, talking about the speeds and feeds of whatever the piece of hardware equipment they need, now we're talking to them about, well, what, what are the challenges they're facing in their business and, and what things that, and what things can we do to help enable them so they could go focus on what they what they do well, which is their core competencies. And in, in a lot of cases with our category, power and cooling, there's not a lot of expertise within the customer, in some cases, even the partner to go and kind of drive or manage that. So you know, a lot of the customers we're talking to, and, and, and as we get outside the data center, that becomes even more uh, prevalent that there's that you know, the expertise is not there. So as we start having these business conversations with these customers, a lot of them are coming back and saying that we really don't even want to manage the power. If, we, if there's a way that we would just know that it's going to be available and provide the experience that we need, we're perfectly happy with outsourcing that to a partner or to, to you, APC, so that we, again, can go focus on those core competencies. Oh, that's interesting. So that's a whole new opportunity. It is, and and the other thing is, um, with the and with the software, we can do some assessments, so we can actually help them understand what the the starting point is or where the foundation is for their environment today. We, I think we've done a good job over the, the the years of really educating our customers that they need a UPS to protect their networking switch or, or workstation or whatever it might be that's outside that data center, and we've even educated them to go buy the SNMP adapter so they can get the so they can go manage that. But what we're actually finding is that a lot of those, a lot of those customers didn't even hook that UPS into their network, or if they did, they're not managing it. So while they bought the UPS, it's kind of the mentality has been more of a set it and forget it. And the reality is, is that those environments are, are dynamic and you need to be managing them on a regular basis. So we've been actually leveraging, after we've had that business conversation, part of it, part of the things that come out is, I don't really know what's out there or what state it's in. So we actually leverage these assessments to help the customer understand what's there. But then that's then also starting to drive hardware upgrades or project new projects because the customer, first of all, doesn't realize what the depth of the, the potential challenges in their environment, but then they want to resolve that very quickly because they understand that they, they can't afford to have their IT down outside the, the data center, especially if they're looking at doing cloud migration or any type of cloud-based uh, offering where they need that internet switch to be available. So uh, is this something new then for your channel managers to be getting up to speed on also and kind of changing their whole relationship with partners and customers? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And and it gets back to what I mentioned before is just changing that mindset of of even when they go into their to the partner and talking instead of just talking about what they can do on the hardware side, it's really talking about okay, what are you doing to help bring value to your to your customer? And in some cases, even starting to have conversations with different parts of of those partner organizations. So as you get to some of these larger partners, their managed service group or their assessments group is completely separate from their their sales teams that are going and, and meeting these hardware requirements. 
environments. So what we're finding is we're actually starting to have conversations with these groups, which we've never had before, which again, enables them to, to get more traction with that partner, but also changes the, the interaction to more of a business interaction as opposed to just we being one of 100 or 200 suppliers that that partner uses. So how many partners does APC have and how, you know, roughly how much of your revenue are they contributing? I've, I've talked with some companies where it's a small percentage and some companies where it's 95 or 100 percent of revenue are coming from the channel. Yeah, so we, but I think we're somewhere around 8,000 partners in North America today. And we as APC have always been a, a channel, you know, two-tier distribution channel company. It's somewhere close to 90 to 95% of our business goes through the channel. The only time you might see something going uh, direct is if it's a large enterprise 10, 15 type company, which basically demands that they have to work direct with us if we want their business. But for, for the most cases, everything else goes through the channel. And actually, even in those type of customers, we even find as you get away from the corporate buyers, there's individual groups that will still leverage their, their local channel partners. So everything we do is to go is, is driven through the channel. And, and our objective is to enable them so that they can provide the right solutions from a power and cooling perspective. And a lot of those are through distributors. A lot of those partners are? A lot of those partners are your distributors, yeah. Okay. Are they all carrying EcoStructure IT or uh, is just a small subset of your partners involved with that program? Yeah, so the, the offer was launched uh, actually just around this time last year. So we're still in the process of onboarding a number of our of our partners. And I'd say we're, we've had traction to this point is with the larger, you know, the NSPs and electrical distributors and national partners, which we have established relationships. And, and we're just now starting to expand and bring that back out into uh, the, the larger channel. And part of that is really just driven by the, the offer itself is we've launched it, we've continued to uh, evolve the uh, capabilities of it. You know, it's cloud-based. So, you know, every, every, every couple of weeks, there's a new feature that's enabled. But one of the things that we're working towards now, which is a request that really comes from uh, the, the MSPs is the ability to provide open APIs so they can integrate into their existing platforms that they're, that they're using today. So the, the partners that have, I call as more early adopters are, are the ones that are, are really leveraging as, this as, a, as part of the, the hardware project that they're, they're selling today. And now we're, we're starting to make that migration into the managed service practices, which then is going to open the doors to, to, to more partners to consume this. So it sounds like the last year you've been kind of on a uh, understanding what's working, getting feedback from the channel, making refinements to the program before you expand it to a wider range of partners. Yeah, and, and one of the things that we talked to the partners about is uh, is is that this is this is really kind of a continuous process and it's a collaborative process. So there there really isn't any end point for it as that the, the offer is going to continue to evolve. But just to that you know that point as far as what we've learned throughout the year, you know when we when we introduced EcoStructure IT, it was really just the software itself. Here's this cloud-based offer that'll need you to go monitor your your devices through the cloud. But as we've been working with the partners, the things we realize is in some cases, those partners don't have their own NOC, so they might need help with that. So we've developed this, an offer that, to enable them to leverage our NOC to do that. And then other partners that, you know, have had customers that come back and say, well, you know, actually, I want you to manage the remediation of whatever alarms you find and replace a battery, replace the UPS or whatever it might be. But I don't have the resources to do that. Can you help us? So we've developed a, uh, which we just launched it a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, an edge service, which enables the partner to add on uh, 
fleet management uh, or remediation into uh, to the hardware that they're selling. And then some partners say, okay, well, I have the knock, but I want you to do fleet management or I want to do the whole thing myself. So over this this year, we've really actually started uh, to develop the the right go-to-market strategy for these partners. And, and the reality is, is that we just have to have flexibility because each partner is different. Each partner is going to engage with us differently. And in some cases, it could be uh, project by project. So one project, the, the partner is going to leverage us to do everything, maybe because they don't have the footprint in the region where that customer is. And then another project, they're going to do it all themselves. So trying to figure out how to bring those different models to, to market in a way that's consumable for the, the partners has definitely been a learning curve for us over the last year. So it sounds like you're talking about that some customers want essentially power as a service. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. And that's uh and and actually that the, the last piece of that is that we also have some in it's really because you know, it's you know almost like a UPS as a service. In some cases they don't want to own the UPS at all. They just want to pay a monthly fee and have it all be be available for them. So that's that's kind of the last piece of that uh, of that model where basically the whole thing is as a service. Yeah, exciting times. It's uh, it's very exciting. Uh, it's uh, and it's been uh, it's been great, really learning as we've been going, but then also seeing how we can kind of change our partnerships with our, with our partners, and then also the business opportunity. We're really we're really at the beginning stages of this, and then the opportunity in front of us is is massive. So, what data and analytics are you using to gauge the success of the program and how to grow and improve it? There's a couple of leading indicators that, that we follow today. The two main ones are our funnel. So how many projects are we uh, are we putting into the top of the funnel where we're um, we're adding the, the software either on its own or as part of uh, hardware uh, projects that are being brought to market. We also have another metric around just engagement with uh, with our partners. So we've uh, we've challenged our, our channel managers. We have 19 of them across the country to identify at least five partners that they can uh, they can bring into uh, to educate, evaluate, and then actually work with them to incorporate incorporate this into their business model. And then uh, another, it's more of a kind of a lagging indicator is just the overall connections. So number of devices that, that we are managing or, or have under management through the software itself. It's a, it's a lagging indicator because uh, our go-to-market strategy right now is, is to attach to existing projects. So we're, we're not seeing those connections happen until after, after the project closes. As we start to bring on more MSPs, we'll actually see that kind of switch to, the, uh, to be more of a leading indicator because they'll be, they'll be bringing on these assets as part of their managed service offer and won't be driven by projects anymore. So a year ago, you wrote a guest blog post for Channel Futures in which you said, solution providers who fail to support digital business will soon lack the expertise customers require they'll face significant revenue loss within a mere two or three years. So what prompted you to write that? That was right around the time when the program was launching. And are you starting to see that happen already? Yeah, and part of it's really just driven by what we're seeing in the industry itself. So, so if you think about the traditional model that, that you've seen with partners in the past, it's really been that buy-resell type model. And what we're seeing is as, as more and more assets get moved into the edge and as software really starts becoming the driver of how to how to manage that and, and data becomes the, the, the main thing that, that customers are interested in, if you're not providing a an as-a-service or some type of managed offer to your customer base, you're going to miss out. And the reason you're going to miss out is that you're not going to have that touch into the overall life cycle. So, you know, the traditional model was you sell a piece of hardware, you go off 
for three years and then you come back and see where the customer is and see if it's time for them to buy something else. The reality is, is that, that that sales process basically never ends now. As you start working with these customers, they want you engaged, not only from the point that you actually give them the right solution. They want you managing that all the way through and then to the point where it's time for do, to do some type of lifecycle upgrade. So if you're a partner, if, if a partner is not moving their business in that direction, they're going to not have the visibility or the touch with their customers to be able to maintain that. So they're going to, so over time, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have a lot of pressure to, to be able to maintain their, uh, their revenues. And, you know, eventually they're going to, they're going to go out of business. So is IoT now increasingly built into more and more APC products? Is it most APC products? So as a transition as to where our product cycle is going, one of the things that is being built into our the, the intelligence, I guess, of our devices is, you know, the open APIs, the ability to snap into our ecostructure platform. Uh, that is really going to be the, the driver of, of where we take our, our product innovation from, a, from an intelligence perspective. So the data that we're able to collect will then enable us to go and start having more intelligent conversations uh, with our partners and also with our customers. And, and our objective is today you, when we manage a UPS, we're really just responding to or reacting to an issue that comes about. But we want to actually change that dynamic and get to the point where we can anticipate and then maybe even get to more of a prescriptive model where basically, you know, we know something's going to happen before it does and we can take action so that there really is no downtime. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. So what kind of uh, marketing programs through partner marketing programs or co-marketing, MDFs or SPIFs, are you working on with partners to help them drive this offering into the marketplace more? The marketing program is, a, I'd say it's a, it, in process from a standpoint of the, the MSP model. And the reason that is, is we're still figuring out the, the right go-to-market strategy. But as we move forward, we envision that we'll have a program that really enables and supports those partners that are incorporating this into their business. And part of that program will be a certification level. So I mentioned before, we have a base certification level. We're going to have more of a technical certification level, which really gets into that idea of how you incorporate this and, and really create a managed power practice within your business. Now, so that's more on the, the how to actually get started. Then as we move forward, we'll also wrap around that the appropriate marketing uh, messaging. Uh, so to enable the partner to kind of you know develop the right message around whatever their value prop is into the market. And then behind that will be programs. Today, if you look at our our partner program, we have our certification program, but then we have the ability to register projects. And depending on your your certification level, get a certain number, a certain kind of discount based off of that registration. Uh, For our larger partners and the higher level uh, partner status, we have MDF funds. We also do a number of of shows that we provide. We have some programs around joint marketing collateral so they can put their own branding on it. So we're going to take some of those same concepts and then bring it back into the, the managed service program as well. Okay. So I want to ask you two questions that are kind of variations of questions I ask when I'm hiring people. Sure. So the first question is, what's a program campaign, something that you've done over the years that you think was especially successful, something that you're very proud of? Yeah. So, um, one of the uh, one of the programs that we did, and this was back when I uh, I managed our relationship with Ingram Micro. We were trying to help our partners to kind of think beyond just the buy resell up the uh, up front and start really looking at the full life cycle of the of of the UPS. 
so we uh, we had actually created um, a campaign around having the partners kind of work with their customers on assets that might be anywhere between three and six years old. And depending on the age of, of the device, it could be just a, the action might be to replace the battery, it might be to just extend the warranty, or it might even be just to replace the UPS. But what we did in working with Ingram is try to get smart about it. And uh, we basically went back and leveraged their um, their BI data, so their business intelligence around the customers that have bought from those, uh, from those partners. And basically identified customers that had assets that were bought anywhere in that three to, to three, three to six year time frame. The nice thing about the, the Ingram data set is they actually did have end user information because a good portion of their business is drop shipped for their partners. Uh, so when we pulled that data set, we actually identified about 3,500 customers that were tied to uh, around 700 resellers. And we did a six-week drip marketing campaign where we, we tested a couple of different messages around that life cycle. And over the course of that campaign, we're actually able to, uh, to engage over 300 customers and drive about 900K of revenue. And that, that was across about 250 resellers. So the nice thing was, is that we're helping the resellers to have another reason to go talk to their customers. And in the process, um, we were able to drive some additional revenue for them, but also enable them to kind of have a, a deeper touch with their customer and really start to take over that life cycle with them. Yeah, that sounds like a good success. Okay. No, that's a great example. Let me ask one other question. This sure. one may take a moment of thinking. This is the flip of side of that question I just asked, which is what's a, a program or a campaign or something that you attempted that wasn't successful and why you think that was? <laughs> um yeah, so I'll um, I'll kind of bring it back to what we've been talking to around our, our cloud-based offer. So that BI activity that I, that I just talked about that that's that, that's something that we've tried to repeat as we try and bring new messages to the market. So we actually did the same type of, of activity, but this was more focused uh, around uh, managed service providers and specifically around our cloud-based monitoring and, and management software. So we went out and identified a number of partners that we think would be a good fit. Again, we put together that drip campaign and we thought by doing that, we'll just, we're going to see this huge success. I think we reached out to somewhere around 750 partners uh, through that campaign and we only got two or three to, to actually engage, which was really disappointing because, you know, we felt very strongly that the offer bringing to market is innovative and be something to, to help those partners back into that, that the concept of the life cycle, really help them own the life cycle from assessment all the way through um, refresh. But what we learned as we as we started to go back and talk to, to partners is they weren't really looking at power or, or they were interested in it. They, they could see the value in, in having that visibility, but they didn't know how to do it. So until we actually were able to kind of come to those partners with a plan on how they could actually incorporate this into the business, show them how this would actually drive that engagement with their customers, and in some cases, even do it for them, we weren't able to get success. So that the failure for us was the fact that we just assumed it was going to work, without really knowing the, the background or understanding our, our customer, uh, so we could actually position it in a way that they could consume it and, and incorporate this into their business. Yeah, it sounds like a tough lesson, but we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. Uh, it's one of those things you, uh, you you evolve as you go. The nice thing is uh, with the offer being cloud based, we got a great a lot of great feedback from our partners, and that's actually been incorporated into what we bring to market now. And actually, that's going to continue to go uh, to happen. We've learned a lot, and uh, now we're starting to see that success and getting the, the engagement that we thought we would get from day one with the partners. So it's uh, it's definitely an ongoing process. 
Well, if you take the approach that there's no such thing as failure, if you learned from it and can apply that in the future, then it sounds like you got a lot out of it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Great example. So what should I have asked you that I didn't? What What keeps you up at night? Uh, what keeps me up at night is, uh, is actually being able to move fast enough and, and getting our message out to the, out to the channel. This is uh, it's a, it's a unique opportunity. The partners that we're working with today definitely see it as a, as, as a way to kind of change the conversation or having with their customers, but each partner has their, their own unique relationship. So the way that we win is we get every partner to embrace this and incorporate it into their business. And the faster that we can do that, the more success we'll have. Not the only company out there in our space thinking about these things. So really, uh, the thing that keeps me up at night is being able to move fast enough so that we can get the, the adoption within the channel that we really want to see. All right. Great. So, Larry, if people want to talk to you more, how can people contact you? Yep. So they can obviously reach me through uh, through LinkedIn. I'm uh, I have my profile set up there. They can reach me through my email address. So it's just larry.han at sc.com. All right. Thank you for joining us today, Larry. As I do with all guests, I'll be sending you a copy of my Bullseye Marketing book in appreciation. Great. I just found out it was recently named one of the best marketing plan books of all time. Oh, wow. So if you're listening yes. to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or another app, and you found the podcast interesting and useful, please leave a review. That will help other people learn about the podcast too. Thank you for listening to the Software Channel Partner Podcast, and please subscribe and listen to future episodes.